nothing important podcast Matt Reyes I'm whispering because I'm terrified of my child I'm a slave in my own home she runs the motherfucking show this is the nothing important podcast I, I, I'm happy you guys are tuning back in I'm not lying I'm trying to speak at a very low volume because my daughter is violent before sleep violent Am I going to bore you guys with talking about my child? Yes. It's crazy. It's very crazy. It's not the nice. She doesn't like to sleep. I don't know what's going on. Jesus. Jesus. Um, they say that everything your child does is like a reflection of the parents. Bullshit. I used, I used to like believe that. You believe in like general sayings before you're in the situation before you're in the circumstance. And now that I am a parent, God, oh my God, mercy on all people raising children, the animals. I love my child. Yes. Great. Amazing. But God damn it. Um, talking about it, man, I think revision is one of the most incredible um, tools in life. It's a skill set to revise a day that was not productive, to revise a habit, circumstance, situation. And you could even do so on a daily basis. You, you reflect on the day previous to the one that you're in. They call that yesterday. And you say to yourself, yeah, it was a pretty decent day, but I didn't get this done. I didn't get that done. I could have been more efficient, right? And I, I put on that reflection, revision, mindset. And I think to myself, like, I'm so grateful for the blessing that is my child, but it's St. Patrick's Day, and I spent the entire day doing daddy shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I could have, you know what I mean? Happy hour rolls around, get out my fucking house and go get drunk like a lot of other 30-year-olds are doing right now. God bless those people. I hope you got drunk for the fucking both of us. I would love a green beer right now. I think I have a little bit of wine in the house. I might partake on that. St. Patrick's, he was a saint. Blood of Christ, I don't know, I don't know. Um, wow, it's incredible. It's incredible, ladies and gentlemen, I'm whispering, I'm terrified. Isn't that a motherfucker? I'm a 30-year-old man and I'm scared of my child. <laughs> What is happening? What is happening? I guess that's going to progress too as I get older. And I lose power naturally from the aging process. It's not going to be for like a while. But when I'm like 60, 70 years old. And my faculties start to dull. And my daughter's in the prime of her life. Intellectually. She's physically mature. She's doing her own goddamn thing. She, You know? She's going to be telling me what to do. And that's going to be a fucking trip. I'm like, I wiped your fucking ass. I wiped your ass. She has this thing now where she likes to, um, I, I, I don't know, I, get, I, I try to reconcile certain behaviors with development. You know, maybe I'm a shit parent, but <laughs> she's, she's, she's going to be two this month. And she's, she has this habit of like going onto the top of the couch or the top of chairs and jumping off. 
like just completely jumping off, landing on her knees. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I could <laughs> it will fucking blow all of my tendons out of my fucking legs. I could not do that. And it seems like she does so with an attempt to hurt herself. And I don't know what that is. Is that learning dimensions? Is that rebellion? I don't know why. Why? Why? Human children are so strange. You don't see that type of behavior in any other animal. <laughs> the level of, you know, slow grinding toward what could conceivably be considered maturity as an adult. It's just such a long process. And we don't technically even have to mature. There's still people in their 40s and 50s and 60s that are dicks. You don't have to mature. It's kind of a choice. And I guess society will shame you. Maybe it hurts you socially or in the workspace. But you don't have to. You see, I mean, I saw it all the time growing up. Grew up in New York City. It was like people that would get on the train. I guess they were mentally ill. I guess they were homeless. I don't know their backstory. I don't want to prejudge them. But they would just have like a big fucking mound of shit in their pants. And they're just going to pack train and everybody's like holding their mouth pre-COVID. Everybody was scared to inhale whatever the fuck is in this guy's pants. And be like a 50-year-old guy. Like you don't have to. Be, you know what I mean? Jeez. It's, it's, it's crazy. Animals are not like that. Animals are not like that. Like, you, uh, uh, a baby dog is probably the closest thing to a human being as a baby. You know? They, they do dumb shit. I had a, a puppy growing up. Blue tan Yorkshire Terrier. In the projects. Can you imagine his fucking conflict? His internal conflict? <laughs> All of his genetics are saying he's supposed to be somewhere in fucking Europe on a field herding sheep or catching rats or whatever that dog was bred to be, you know? And in his earlier ancestry, they're like toy dogs. They're fucking pampered and shown off because they're beautiful, little fucking tiny bitches. And he was in the projects with us. Poor fucking puppy, you know? And when he was a puppy, he acted like a fucking idiot. But even that, the maturity was very quick. Lessons were learned very quickly. Like a human baby, they like to smack their head against the wall a lot. A lot. It's really wild. I wonder what that is. Is that, did we fuck ourselves evolutionary, evolution-wise with the cultivation of society and ease of living that just continues to ramp up until we don't have to fucking use any of our limbs to do anything. Once again, the future is just going to be robots jerking people off. You know what I mean? Like, did is that what's going on? Did we fuck ourselves from being self-sustaining? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't. It's probably animals. I guess birds. Once again, time frame wise, there's human beings act like fucking babies until they're 18. And then even past that. Birds are pretty quick, you know? Birds are brutal. I saw that on Reddit one time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was a video of a mother bird in the nest. And she had three chicks or what are they fucking called? Baby birds? And she grabbed one by its neck and threw it out of the nest. And the caption on this Reddit video 
by some guy who I guess he knows animals, like he's a fucking Native American, and he can speak to them, or I don't know what it is. Somebody fucking Eliza Thornberry is, is on this fucking thing. She can speak to animals and knew that the reason that the bird mother was doing this was to increase the survival chances for the other two birds. So she just picked like the weakest one and had to make a gangster decision and just fucking throw that goddamn third bird out of the nest. So high up, the bird definitely fucking died. The little baby bird died. It's dead. It's dead. Those are the conditions like animals live in. And that's why human beings... But you even think about that like that. Like the, the worst parts of society, there's no evidence that that makes people develop into more competent beings. You could say stronger, more resilient, I guess. But I don't know. What is it about humans? We're just like fucking a very long maturation process. I don't know what that's about, you know. It is a blessing, ladies and gentlemen. You got to take the good with the bad. You got to take the milk with the coffee. You understand? If you drink a coffee and it's just black, there's something wrong with you. Something happened. Something happened. Something happened. <laughs> you know, take the sweet with the bitter, man. Being a parent is great. But God damn it. Really would have wished I would. You know, I, and I have these like, it's just the way my brain works. If you guys have not caught on as of yet. I have a motherfucking imaginative brain. I can just into fantasy very fucking quickly. And my image of a St. Paddy's Day, March 17th on a Friday. I imagine I just go out with a green jacket and Irish girls just want to blow me. You understand what I'm just drinking green beer and I like conflate. St. Patrick's Day celebrations somehow with Mardi Gras. I, it's just my brain. It's just my brain. I have a penis and it pumps chemicals. This is not how it happens, ladies and gentlemen. This is not medical advice. I'm not a fucking nurse practitioner. I'm not a physician. But in my brain, this is how it works. I think if you don't nut out the sperm, then it goes up through your chakras <laughs> and enters your brain and poisons it. And that's why men are fucking retarded. Because I live in Atlanta. I'm not in New Orleans. I don't even know what people in Atlanta do for St. Patty's Day. It's probably not that fucking serious here. I'm not in New York anymore. But in my brain, I missed out on young girls flashing their titties. You understand what I'm saying? Um, not that young. Listen, I don't got any viewers that are motherfucking creeps. No, I don't want to be down with you motherfucking. You know what I'm saying? I'm playing with my lighter right now. I am completely terrified that my daughter's just going to scream any second and I'm going to have to pull out a chunk of my hair like I'm fucking Homer Simpson. You know what I'm saying? He had like those three strands. I thank God for that, man, because like I was like paranoid that I was going to lose my hair. Um, and that's not happening. And I'm like, whew, because I'm vain and I also have a weird skull. Like I would, <laughs> I would look very strange bald personally. I don't have the head to be bald. It's just like it would fucking petrify me. It would petrify me. That's that's the difference right there. It's like shit like that. Like animals ain't worried about no animals are just completely unconscious of how they look. <laughs> and that's why we're so weak. We keep we're vain. We're vain. I love that story. It's like a little 
allegorical, allegorical tale in the beginning of this book, The Alchemist. I've talked about it before. You guys know about The Alchemist. Great motherfucking book. And um, in the beginning, they're talking about this guy, Narcissus, and he's just like fucking staring at himself in the water and this big metaphor that gets revealed because he's looking at the water and the water's looking back at him and he drowns in the fucking lake and the water's sad. And then, the you know, God asked the water, why are you sad, water? Do you miss your friend that you used to spend so much time with? And he's like, no, bitch. I was looking at myself through the reflection of his eyes. That was my mirror. It's gone. It's like, it's how humans are. You're just fucking vain. We should do that. That should be like some form of therapy. I wonder what that would do to the human psyche. It would probably repair any illusory depression anybody's dealing with. You just went on a reprieve. And there was no mirrors. Fuck no phones. I want to do that. I want a technology reprieve. I want like a, a week, two week or two weeks where I just have no technology. I say that and I would just fucking panic after day two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I don't even understand what it, technology encompasses so motherfucking much. It's not just like not having your fucking phone, you know? I live and die by an air fryer, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a fucking moron. But imagine that, like you go and you spend a week without looking at your face. Would that change how you identify with the world? You would eventually, maybe not in a week, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks, maybe a month. You would stop, for the most part in your life, associating your being, yourself, with how you look. Right? Because you wouldn't be able to fucking see yourself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When was the mirror invented? I'm going to ask that dumbass fucking question to Google. 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 Are you a sentient artificial intelligence yet? Are you annoyed with me? If Google was artificial intelligence, uh, I think this is my timeline for it wanting to murder the human race. It's like guys like me always going on. And asking shitty fucking questions like this. Like, <laughs> I saw some lady. There was a story of a woman who went on like the new chat GBT, GBT4. And she asked the chat something that it would just never pop into my fucking brain because I'm an idiot. She goes to this fucking artificial intelligence generator. And she says, gives it a premise. I have a hundred bucks. Make me as much money. Show me how I can make as much money. With that $100 and the chat GBT4 gave this like fucking synopsis of which step by step what she has to do to turn that $100 into the largest possible outcome. And I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't even, couldn't even come up with that question to ask this incredible intellect because I'm a fucking moron. That's okay, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to ask the dumb question to Google. Let's see. When was the mirror invented? Let's see. Reflective surfaces made of polished obsidian are the oldest mirrors in archaeological archaeological record dating back as far as 4000 BC. The first evidence of mirrors as grooming tools dates to the 5th century BCE and illustrations of elegant Greek gazing at hand mirrors. Let's look at some photos of the first mirrors. Oh, that's not good looking. Um... <laughs> It's literally like this beautiful gold scepter and uh, what I guess they call a mirror. It looks like a flattened out spoon. 
it's not going to really show you a great depiction of self. Um, there are some Egyptian hieroglyphs of like an Egyptian bad bitch. Her, her eyebrows are on fleek. She got the weave all, you know, fine and set. Her clothes are very fly. And she's holding up what appears to be a, a hand mirror. So this is this is a very old thing. Very old thing. I'm, I'm looking at all these photos of like, you know, I guess artifacts from archaeological dig. And they have like pictures of women being vain in God knows when B.C., right? Fixing their hair. Who's the fucking dickhead that posed for that? It's like a big old obsidian uh, pot. And I guess the artist had a model sit there on a chair and look into a mirror. And this is the pose that she fucking picked, just being very self-conscious. It's like, Jesus Christ, the women haven't changed. Women haven't changed. Beautiful photo right here. This is the best photo. The best photo I'm seeing right now. Not so... Uh, Closely related to what I'm talking about, but I got to talk about it because it's a great motherfucking movie. Taxi Driver. Tax Driver. Taxi Driver. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro's photo where he's flexing his pistol in front of the mirror like a young John Morant. You know what I mean? <laughs> Working up the motherfucking courage to go let it loose on the motherfucking city. That's a great movie. If you haven't seen that, that is my recommendation. And I'm going to put some stank on that motherfucking recommendation. Ladies and gentlemen, you get your ass out of your motherfucking seat. You paused the Nothing Important podcast. That was a lie. Your supreme ruler says stay still and listen. Um, but Taxi Driver, when you get the time, go watch that fucking movie and enjoy it. There's something about when you recommend a piece of art, whether it be in the form of a movie or like uh, writing, just whatever medium that the art is expressed through and it's something you're super passionate about, uh, that, that makes, makes or breaks relationships for me. Like if I try to put somebody on to something that I'm into and they don't, that's like, uh, it's the most deflating thing in the fucking world. It's the most deflating, it just makes you feel so fucking isolated. So isolated. But taxi driver, I, I imagine anybody would, you know, half their brain cells still intact if you were not just snapped into the fucking happy place for all the triggers that are being set for you. You know what I mean? Live in a strange society, too much information. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are still present and conscious, go watch that movie and I'm guaranteeing that you will enjoy it. It is poetry in motherfucking motion. Talking about actors, talking about Robert De Niro's, Robert De Niro's. I was just watching last night one of my favorite shows. I guess you call it a show. It's like a show, right? Yeah. It's not a sitcom, but it's a show, ladies and gentlemen. I watch it on YouTube, and it's called The Actors' Roundtable. Why didn't they think of it sooner? They get thespians, people who are highly respected for their ability to take on the persona of various characters and bring those two-dimensional expressions, those words on the paper, to life in a way that only great actors can do. And there is no greater joy that I have being somebody who is a cinephile, being somebody who loves the motherfucking movies, not the ones lately, but the ones in the past. I like them a lot. To watch these actors sit at a literal round table and, you know, 
share their stories and act very defensive with one another. It's just like fucking Los Angeles personified. It's incredible. It's incredible. I forgot. I'm not supposed to be screaming. Um, but it is incredible. It just gives me like the Los Angeles vibes of everybody thinks, you know, everybody's trying to attack them. And it's true, though. You know, <laughs> I, had, I made great relationships with people in Los Angeles that I fell in love with so many people. I fell in love with so many people. You know, brilliant minds and great personalities and just people. I'm like, oh, my God, I relate to them so much. But there's also that factor of I know that they want to kill me and it's reciprocated. I want to kill them, too. You know what I mean? Like, that's just L.A. That's why I had to get the fuck out. I was like, this is weird. Why do we both like each other, but we secretly want to murder each other? You know, like, what is this energy? Um, <laughs> LA is just strange like that. And, then, you know, the actors roundtable is kind of that energy. I'm not saying that they want to kill each other, but it is this, you know, there's an energy of competition and there's a lot of egos and a lot of defensiveness, but... I'm an artist, ladies and gentlemen, and artists seek out, they seek out discomfort, they seek out friction and static, because that's what a sparks them in, do you understand what I'm talking about, and you go watch the Actors Roundtable, which episodes have I watched, I watched a new one with um, Brendan Fraser, uh, Colin Farrell, um, who else was on the table? Those guys just popped into my brain because I, was, I saw Brendan Fraser. I was like, holy shit, this doesn't look the same fucking guy. Um, I, I, I used to watch that The Mummy movie a lot. I love that fucking movie. I think it's a very underrated movie. And Colin Farrell, uh, he's been in a lot of things. But I personally think his greatest movie. I'm going to tell you what I think his greatest movie. It's not his greatest movie. My favorite movie that Colin Farrell did is A Strange Movie. I watched it in Los Angeles. I was living 149 Hoover Street in uh, Rampart Village. And I would go and drive around the corner to my local 7-Eleven and get some rent Redbox DVDs. Beautiful memory I'm having right now. And the sun's setting. Probably go grab some canned beer, get my two movies, head back to the fucking apartment, Put him in and enjoy myself. And that's when I saw this movie with Colin Farrell. Also had Nicole Kidman. And there were some other actors and actresses. No slight to them. I can't fucking remember them. Um, movie called Beguiled. Oh, my God. 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 That is a motherfucking movie. That is a motherfucking movie. Literally. Because, I mean, he's fucking the mom. He's fucking, you know, the daughter. He's fucking everybody. No. The, the plot of the movie is a period piece taken long, long ago. And it's about this guy who is, I guess he's homeless. It's kind of shrouded in mystery. And he comes about this home that is uh, a woman and her children. and Or she's taking care of kids in the house. I don't remember it clearly, but I remember the essence of the movie. And I'll give you that instead of the synopsis. Go check it out. First movie recommendation, uh, Taxi Driver. Second one. The Beguiled. Beguiled. Oh, my God. Colin Farrell. Oh, my God. The reason I love this movie. Quick synopsis. Quick plot. He comes in off the street. They take him in. They're apprehensive at first because it's a house full of women in the waybacks. 1800s, 1700s. I don't know when the fuck it took place. Everybody's wearing weird, funky clothes. Big, beautiful house in the middle of fucking nowhere. 
kind of scary to take a guy in off the street. Contributing factor for them accepting him in the house is Colin Farrell. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a bunch of fucking dry twats in the house and Colin Farrell comes knocks in. They're going to act like they don't want him in the house, but they want him in the house. And so he gets in the house and slowly starts to play an incredible game with them. An incredible fucking game. And the reason I love this movie, because it was the most poetic expression of what women actually want. It is the most poetic expression of what women actually desire. Ladies and gentlemen, they might tell you one thing. It might look like another. The prevailing culture in 2023 might express something else. You understand what I'm saying? Women say they want to be respected, right? But you see all these motherfucking gold diggers. You see everybody out there doing this, that, and the third. And if you get on some of the websites that I'm on, you see, you know, wives and girlfriends and people who've been in long-term relationships going and and getting the baby on. You know what I'm saying? Sneaking out and getting fucked by somebody with a 12-inch cock. It happens, right? None of those things are what women actually want. It might appear that that's what's going on. That's not what they truly want. And this movie, whoever wrote this movie, understood the essence of a woman. Women want to be driven to madness. Women want to be driven to madness. And if you don't have the capabilities to rot their fucking psyche and break them down to the fucking lowest factor (laughs) and crush them completely, leave them in a state of confusion and feeling manipulated and self-conscious, they will do it to you. That's it. That's just, that's what it is. Go watch the movie. Beguiled. He gets in this house and it's just, I can't even describe it. You have to watch the movie and I'm going to ruin it. But the basic plot is that he comes in the house and starts manipulating them uh, in an inadvertent sexual way. And it's just being... Uh, and expressing all of these like natural qualities that women love, which is like, you know, a guy who's a gentleman, somebody who's not being too forward, a guy who is, um, you know, he, he's expressing sexuality toward them, but in such a very like hidden way. And women love that confusing fucking game of like, I know he wants me, but he's not, you know what I'm saying? Because women don't want to feel like they're a whore, even though they're a whore in their brain. You understand what the fuck I'm talking about? And the greatest factor is that there's more than one woman. Because that type of game that he's playing, if it was just Nicole Kidman in the house, it wouldn't have worked. The reason they des- they all desired him and turned on each other, they all lived together for God knows how long. They all loved each other and they turned on each other for fucking Colin Farrell. It wasn't just because he looks like Colin Farrell. It was because that's the circumstance that creates the type of crazy that women are looking for. They want an environment of a whole bunch of pussycats around them so they could just fucking fight each other for the one cock. That's what it is. It's a proximity thing, ladies and gentlemen. Just fucking break it down. Have you ever been a guy who is around a whole bunch of women or observed that ratio where it's like one guy, four or five women? Doesn't matter if the women are in love. Doesn't matter if the women's spouses look better than that guy. Doesn't matter if the guy looks like a fucking walking piece of shit. That primal, competitive, the, you know, proximity thing. 
Proximity Infatuation. I'm stealing that from another movie I'll talk about in a second. Vanilla Sky. That's what they want. They want to fight each other and kill each other over the one guy. It's crazy. I was watching Inside the... That's, I, was, I was about to fucking change it. The, uh, the Actors Roundtable. And, um, yeah, those guys stood out in my brain. I was watching the other episode, with, which is a classic. I've watched this one, like, fucking 18 times. Jamie Foxx, Shia LaBeouf, Robert De Niro, Adam Sandler, Tom Hanks. Who's a fucking slouch at that table? You know what I'm saying? Nobody. All fucking goaded. All motherfucking goats. The only one that you could debate if he's a goat or not is maybe Shia because he's young. But come on, son. Shia is a goat. Like, let's be honest. He's a young goat. Rest of those guys, solidified. Solidified. And that was a great one. There was like less tension there, some tension, but it was like it's more healthy and great intellectual conversation. And, um, you know, they were just what they were. They're fucking actors. They're actors. They was acting. No, it was beautiful. Um, but I love that shit. I love that shit. I did reference another movie. For anybody who, who wants to go catch a movie, this is going to be the third and final movie recommendation. you probably seen it yet, ladies and gentlemen. This has to be... And I, I do this a lot because I, I have the, an old soul. I have this... I, I was reincarnated. In my past three lives, I was an old man. Um, Doesn't make any sense. But... What I'm trying to say is I repeat shit a lot. If that bothers you, you're going to be okay. Um, this movie. Oh, oh, it's one of my favorite, if not favorite movies. I say, I say that all the time and I switch it up. I'm that guy. I'll say, this is my favorite song. And the next day I'll say, this is my favorite song. They're two different songs. What the fuck am I talking about? But you get what I'm trying to, it's just trying to express something to you. I'm trying to sell you on an idea, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm also right about it. Vanilla Sky, Vanilla Sky, oh my God. What are the factors that make a movie truly incredible? You got to have great actors, obviously. You got to have a great story, obviously. Now, the things that are lesser analyzed that really make the magic happen, that's the edit. It's the edit. The cinematography, yes. The camera work, yes, but the ability to sequentially order these scenes to be able to express the feeling of a story is what is magic. And I think Vanilla Sky is one of the greatest expressions of this. The way that the movie is cut, the colors, the the uh, the lenses, the absence of certain pieces of information that allow you to draw your own conclusions and it's just a fucking magical film it's a magical film and then you know also the fact of music one of the best soundtracks one of the best motherfucking spooky um if you've not seen vanilla sky tom cruise no he's not an aviator in this movie uh it is like a weird i guess you want to call it like science fiction ish but it's not like really science fiction um i might go watch that shit again tonight and hopefully you're watching it at the same time. We watch it together. We're going to be buddies. I'm going to get some popcorn. And I'm going to drink a little bit of wine I have left. Remember my three movie recommendations. The first one, Taxi Driver. The second one, Beguiled. And the third, Vanilla Sky. How could you have a bad night after listening to the nothing motherfucking important podcast, ladies and gentlemen? You'll be trying to have a bad night after you listen to this. Because I just gave you the instructions to have a great night. 
great night. I'm not going to talk about it for like 30 minutes. At least I'm going to cut it short. I'm going to cut it short. I'm going I'm to consider myself lucky my daughter didn't wake up. If anybody who's going to continue listening to the Nothing Important Podcast, continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to my Instagram, like the post, like the reels. Until next time.